0: This is Doctor Farnan, and
1: Doctor
0: from Cutting Edge Foot and Ankle, and you're listening to another episode of Med Nation Podcast, the show that involves two podiatrists having conversations with industry experts for people who love to learn about everything and anything from head to toe.
1: Ooh. Today, we invited one of our star doctors on, on the TLC hit show "My Feet Are oh. Killing Me," Doctor Sarah Holler, star podcast. Welcome to Med Nation, Doctor Holler
2: thank you it's an honor to be here i appreciate you guys extending the invite
1: absolutely before we start can you tell our audience about yourself
2: uh my name is sarah i am a podiatrist i live and work in new jersey which i never thought i would say um i went to school in miami trained out in chicago for fellowship and then i moved uh, back to new jersey um i i can tell you all kinds of fun things i'm from south carolina originally so that uh, that New York uh, mentality of fast, fast, fast is uh, not quite ingrained in me quite yet. Still have that, that Southern, I want to talk to everybody and hang out. So hopefully I don't keep you on this podcast forever because I do like to talk.
1: <laughs> Please do.
2: I love it i love it i'm on a tv show which is how you guys probably find me which is very exciting it's changed quite a bit of my life and we're now on season four if you guys don't watch i'm gonna put a plug in here because it's on wednesday nights at 9 p.m on tlc and i love it it's incredible i love
0: the shameless tv plug though that was classic dude
2: i mean it's i'm literally sitting next to brad right now so it's like i can't not do
0: it can't not do it can you can you wink and blow a kiss at brad for me
2: imagine i'm like all the kisses all the love um uh, yeah. he's living his best life he's getting some sunshine well, we're down here at a wedding this weekend so that's, that's our, that our weekend
0: so yeah, that's not, that, that sounds incredible so sarah tell me now that you're a big tlc tv star along with yeah, the other two how's the, how's the show affected your life and uh, do you get recognized on the streets of jersey Oh my gosh.
2: I mean, I never thought I would be on a TV show, I'll tell you that much. It's pretty surreal to be quite honest with you. I just went to school thinking I was gonna be, you know, a regular foot and ankle specialist, just do some cool surgery and fix some people up and live a good life. Um, I did get recognized at Verizon Wireless the other day, which is pretty wild. And also at FedEx, which blew my mind. Taking a lot of selfies in public, which I never thought I'd be that person, but um, it's pretty wild, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I love it, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think it's it's put a face to what podiatrists are and what we can do and what our specialty really is. And hopefully it's putting, um, you know, it's putting more patients in Everyone's office in the sense that people are getting treated for things that they used to literally hide inside of their socks. So I think it's been it's been good for, for everybody. Patient care um, has definitely been expanded on. People like now know what, you know, like they're not embarrassed. They're not ashamed. They're like, oh, like, you know, like, I've seen this on TV and mine is not as bad. So let me go get this checked out because I know it's not going to hurt me. I know what the, the what the outcome can be. So there is a cure. That's the cool part. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, it's funny that you say that because even today I just got done seeing some patients and, th- and that was brought up multiple times. I think to about two to three mm-hmm. patients I saw today were just like, oh, you know, I watched the TV show. Oh, that Dr. Brad is so cute. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I-, I was like, me, you mean me. And they're like, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought." But anyway, you know, <laughs> skinless plug there. But yeah, I, it's funny nice to say that because indeed, they're just like, the those docs do amazing work. And my feet aren't as bad as The folks I saw in this previous episode, so I must be doing pretty good. I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it definitely brought light to what podiatry is. And I think the show has, we have to thank the show for that because before, a lot of people for foot and ankle problems, usually I thought they think of ortho before they thought podiatry. But I think maybe it's going to help us with traffic to getting more patients in the door.
2: I think so. I mean, ATMA did a, like, I mean, I was part of APMSA a long, long time ago and I remember being. You know, like kind of naive in like podiatry school. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get out and I'm going to be so well trained and I'm going to see, you know, all these ankle fractures and do all this stuff and, and fit these feet. And then being an APMSA, you heard about the campaign of like, you know, like we had to promote like what podiatry does. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, everyone knows what podiatry does. I'm in podiatry school to make, you know, make everybody walk and pain free. Right. Um, but there was like a big campaign for it and it, you know, it it did well. But I feel like this show has catapulted it into a different um, experience, just because like it's now shown internationally, and people from different nations can see what podiatrists can do in the United States, as opposed to different countries and just even just the U.S. Like how much how much training we go through um, to really fix some things.
1: Absolutely, you know, in Euro- European countries, some countries in London, for for example, they, they right. don't know what podiatry is. It's ortho,
2: right? Right,
1: um, and I think hopefully now they they will have a specialty just for foot and ankle, and they should call it podiatry.
0: <laughs> well, think about how far it's come, even just with the toe bros, Sarah. I mean, oh my
1: gosh, yes.
0: You know, you remember watching him rip off toenails all yes. afternoon and cut out planter warts. Yeah. you know, watching you and Brad in the first season that you were on the show, and 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 watching Brad do and Ebony do great things, and you guys do you know cool complex reconstructions and cool stuff. I mean. It's come a long way
2: i mean i'm so like i get so uh, like passionate about this like so i trained with the little wiles and like the Wilds i learned about in, in school and i remember like i met Wiles senior and i was just like you know kind of like fangirling in the sense that i'm like wow like because of you i have a profession because it used to just be yeah like like you trim calluses and you would just treat like long toenails or an ingrown toenail and now because of these people that that really went on the limb and they were like, Oh, we're gonna start doing bunion surgery. And then we went into the ankle and like these people that were before us and you know, like having them comment on what we're doing for podiatry has just it's it's super emotional because I'm like, wow, like somebody that I look up to is complimenting me now and being like, Good job, like you're doing a great job representing our profession. I'm like low-key crying in the background. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like
1: but that's all because of them.
2: Like, we've come so far in just our yeah. the last You, you guys well. are
1: opening doors as they did for us, for sure. Yeah. But a lot of people talk about, you know, when do I send my patient for primary care physicians or any other referral sources, when do I send my patient uh, to podiatry versus to ortho? And mm-hmm. my answer to, to that to usually is there's putting an ankle problems. We spend you know, four years of podiatry school and through your, three years of residency focusing on learning that. So you should send it to podiatry. If there's anything above ankle, obviously ortho, what is your, obviously, what's, what's your input on that?
2: Oh, I, I mean, like I, you know, I trained in a, a very interesting um, program just because like we had no ortho. It was kind of crazy. Like I did everything from, which is kind of crazy like, from the neck down. So if there was a shoulder reduction if there was a knee that or a hip lip dislocation i got paged in the middle of the night to take it and reduce it um so i feel like my training was awesome but also like i think going in and explaining to the er doctor like hey man i do everything from the ankle down like i'll i'll put a delta on and it's not a big deal um and training in like a big hospital system versus a small hospital it's the same kind of concept it's you just you make yourself known you show what you can do and they're going to call you they know um like once you show um the confidence and confidence um i think it the patients will come the consults will come that makes sense
1: yeah absolutely absolutely but what do you say to the referral sources they're saying you know oh, oh yeah i mean
2: i'm i'm thinking about like what i when i first got out you know like i I went around when I first started private practice. Um, I used to lecture at the Y. At, this is pre-COVID, um, and I used to go to ballet studios and primary cares. i like, I trained not for yeah, I did my four years. I did my three years. I, you know, I went to a fellowship to really hone in on my surgical skills to make to make people better. Um, and I love what I do. This is all I know. Like this is I. I feel like I know it better than anybody because I spent my entire life training for it. Absolutely, um, that's so, just my.
0: So, Sarah, what kind of patients do you see on a regular day in your clinic? Do you, you know, are you heavy wound care surgical patients? Kind of a good diverse mix. And you know, a second part of that question is, you know, do you have any patients like, the, you know, of course, the producer picked ones and the TV <laughs> show that you see? But uh, what's your what's your patient mix like?
2: it just depends i mean like i so i came into a practice and it's it's a strict podiatry practice so there's no orthopedist in our practice um it's not involved with any primary care it's just uh, i own my own and the guy that i picked it up from he started the practice 40 something years ago so when i first came in there was a lot of he did a lot of nail care there's nothing wrong with that i mean that's where we all started right and uh so i came in and these people would have Bunion's and hammer toes and all kinds of other ailments um, that just hadn't necessarily been addressed. So, I took on a lot of that patient population. That was a, a little bit of like an older geriatric population where I was doing a lot of MPJ fusions and uh, like hammer toe, like plantar plate kind of repairs. I I was not busy at first because I was just out of fellowship, and I thought everyone's going to come to me. I'm just perfectly trained and everyone's going to show up on my doorstep. False. They do not. Um, so no, um, I posted up at the ER. I'm um, not going to lie. And I created my own ER call and I just sat and hung out with the ER attendings. And I said, you know, if you have an ankle sprain, I'll take it. I'll talk about OCD lesions with them, about the, with the ER attendings, just educating them and the PAs that were treating those patients to really hone in on what I wanted to treat, which is I was trained in trauma and I really liked it. So I think I, I cultivated that part for myself. Now I take a pretty robust trauma call. I, think I do get the sports injuries. I used to work with an athletic team within a, a university and then I moved offices and it's further away. So I don't see that as much anymore. But I work with the, the residents once a week in the Hoboken Clinic. So that provides with. A very diverse population. It's uh, it's like an underserved population, so you get some pretty crazy congenital deformity. So I do a, a decent amount of that. I used to work in wound care center. I don't work in the wound care center anymore. I, I, I love it, but I also, I feel like there's a lot better people that are trained. Like one of my best friends, he went to fellowship training for wound care, so I brought him into the practice to, to, to take over that portion for me. So mostly a lot of four-foot reconstruction and, uh, and some trauma mixed in there. I day.
1: That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I so, like it. I love what I do. I think podiatry. I think it's a pretty good gig. I, I might say too. It's easy. Well, it's not. It's not easy. You're not gonna kill a person from foot deformities. You know, it's not. It's not high anxiety a uh, career, per se. If you um, have to do it again, would you do it? Would you do podiatry?
2: Hundred percent, without a doubt. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll disagree with you a little bit. I have. A, I, have a, I mean, I think it's. I do think it's high stress. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, I get stressed out just in general. I'm like, I want to make sure not that, you know, I'm not saying that. But I'm just like, I just want to make sure I do my absolute best. So it's, I think about it a lot. I do. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I rehearse it in my mind kind of like before the week starts of like everything I'm going to do for that week surgically. It sounds like I'm super stressed out about it when I hear it out loud right now. But (laughs) I just want to do my best. I really do. Uh, I think about
1: it a lot. That's um, Nice. I'm sure. To perform. I'm sure your patients
0: love that. <laughs> so, so, Sarah, I know you know from what I do know about you, you like doing several things. You like you know getting out on the town, and I know trying restaurants there in New York and Jersey and traveling and such. And you like to read. Do you have any good book you know, recommendations?
2: I do. Um, I want to read. Currently, I'm on. I use the library um, on a weekly basis. Uh, i'm currently something in front of me i brought here is called seasonal work it's like little short stories are, it's kind of a cutesy book i just feel like short stories i feel like i want to hear the end of the story so i don't necessarily love it um i want to read two nights in lisbon i want to read and then i just started oh, i can't think of the name uh by adam uh oh i can't think of this name i'll think about the end of this um so i read a little bit of everything
1: um, so you, you have the time to read that's nice
2: Oh, every night. I make it a point to to read before I go to bed. It's like my way of between exercise and that. It's like my way to decompress from the day. Yeah, it's Like a, a way to escape. We all have one of those, right?
0: Yeah, I, I read a lot too, Sarah. We read a lot of notes.
2: <laughs> I know. They never end. Oh, those are the worst.
1: <laughs> That's a good one, actually.
0: <laughs> Devastating to me.
2: We
1: read our notes. They're, oh, so but I don't know how those things populate. Were you a ballet dancer? Is that what I heard? Is that how you a- got into podiatry? Can you talk In about a little bit is- how you got into podiatry?
2: If you said belly dancer, I'm gonna say absolutely not. Um, <laughs> there is nothing part of it. ballet, perhaps. Uh, I thought you said belly dancer. I'm like, wow, that was ambitious. <laughs> um, no, I did ballet for like 15 years. I loved it. I was my parents were very brutally honest. They said I was not very good, so I had to move on, and that's how I went into podiatry. So I can fix really, really good ballerina's feet. Um, so I would love one day to work with the New York City Ballet. I would just be, again, fangirling just so hard because um, it just amazes me what ballerinas can do. It's an incredible, it's an incredible sport. Um, but I danced for a long time. I. I had ingrown nails and that's what first brought me into the world of seeing what a podiatrist did. That did not want to make me a podiatrist. I had my mom got her bunion done. I used to, I called it a, uh, like an alien foot. Yeah. It was so mean. Um, like, Mom, why does your bone stick out of your, you know, your body? I thought it was so weird. I remember being so young and then she got it fixed and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Somebody like You know broke it and put it back together um so that was like i guess my first introduction to what foot surgery and foot surgeons could do
1: well since we know usually bunions are genetic yes (laughs) none i have no bunions
2: i'm so excited to preach that i'm so excited i might have a little bit of a tailored bunion on my right side which i have severe anxiety about uh so i really don't I don't want it to stick out in my shoes, but I think it's just, uh, just gets inflamed sometimes <laughs> with my bad shoe choices, which we all make.
1: Yeah. yeah guilty of it. Once in a while. Once in a have while. To. I never say don't wear heels. I just tell them to not wear them all day. You know, if you have an event, you want to go for an hour, I think it's okay.
2: Absolutely. There's too Stop. many pretty shoes to say no to them.
0: It, exactly. <laughs> I completely understand.
1: Right. Yeah, um, even worse. He'll sometimes to work.
0: It it depends, but the red bottoms, so it's okay.
1: <laughs> oh dude. I mean wh- gotta get those signs. You gotta get those
2: imbe- put them in your office in a special place. They bring you good joy.
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> that's <what it> <laughs> so Sarah, talk to me what's what's in the you know, we're very forward thinking folks here. What's on the what's on the coming up in the next few weeks, months, years, what's on your agenda? Because I know you're a forward thinker as well. What's coming up in the future for you?
2: I'm I'm debating in my mind Um, you know I own three offices now I'm debating if I want to go into the city that's always been a big decision for me whether I want to move into the New York arena and my good friend is in there as you guys well know imagine Um,
0: soul yeah
2: so I don't know I don't know what lies ahead it's like a it's a big uh, it's a big decision going across the river I I uh, I'm really involved with the residency program, so I think I'm gonna be um, I'll be moving into like an assistant residency position, which I'm really excited for to see how that kind of I can develop the the program more and make it more uh, robust and expand and um, kind of bring some of my fellowship training into that to make everything be stronger. Right, the the next generation will be hopefully better than you know us, and then will continue to be. It'll continue to be better. It, you know, yeah, the more training, um- the better.
1: You can always get better for sure
2: absolutely i mean i learn every single day if you, you don't you're you know i'm trying to learn a new language right now i um i just went to i went to france recently um, to look for wedding venues for myself because uh, i always wanted to go to france and i've never been um and i'm trying to learn a new language now just so i can feel like i'm i can understand the culture and the language better
1: so, so you guys are getting married in france
2: well, I didn't say I'm looking at venues, it's very expensive to go to France. We're going to simmer down with that. <laughs> I went, I was put in my place. Um, so I'm trying to figure that one out as we speak. Um, I don't know. We got married, uh, truthfully, two weeks ago um, in my apartment. Uh, four people you know. were there. Yeah, kind of in my own apartment. It was awesome. Um, it's just then, like, my, we've been engaged for four years. It's about time. Yeah,
0: I'm your eloping hype man here. Don't worry. Yes,
1: yes. we uh, we did the same thing. We went to the um, we we just got our license, and then a year later we had a big party. Yeah, that's and how then,
0: mine was as well. Really? Yeah.
2: It seems like the. I mean, it, it just seems like with everything going
1: on, it just seems like the best, uh, the best option. You guys liked it. You recommend three stars? Absolutely. I don't think I would do it any other way. Awesome. Same. I think it takes that one stress off of your, um, you know, it's something that you don't want to have to plan.
2: <laughs> right.
1: And right. you're busy. So you said you have three clinics.
2: I do. I have
1: three offices, which is exciting. How many patients do you see a week?
2: Um, It depends. I mean, probably around 30-something a day, Um a, I mean, it's. I like to take my time. I really like – I mean, like, I – and I think you can attest – or you can – my patients would attest to that. Like, I like to make sure that I, I, spend the time with them. I answer their questions. They have my cell phone um, after surgery, so they can call me or text me directly after. Because um, so I tell them, like, my straight-up conversation is, I do this all the time. You don't know what to expect. I've explained it to you, but if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to call. Um, and it's, you know, I think it just gives a, like a safety, like uh, like a safety pull cord. Um, you know, they're trusting you to do their surgery and they don't know what's normal, uh what to do if the cast gets wet or um if they put their foot down accidentally and when they get off the toilet, is the world gonna collapse? Um you know, <laughs> you, yeah. you've you dealt with those questions. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Absolutely. But, um so yeah, I see probably thirty to forty a day. Um and I work what uh Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and I operate on Thursday. I used to work on Saturdays, but then with COVID, we got rid of that. Do you guys still work on Saturdays, or did you ever work on Saturday? I yeah,
1: go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I did when I first started, but not yeah. anymore.
0: And it's, it's always good. something that her and I have always talked about. Like you know, initially, I like the idea when you're first building up your name and your brand and your practice. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea, but I think as you start to gain some clout around town and stuff, I mean, Saturdays are great for those that can't make it in. You know. Right. Um, and here in Nashville, I know you guys have been, it's a booming city. I mean, Amazon, Oracle, I mean, there's folks, uh, and of course, all the car plants, there's folks that can't get right. in during the week during normal office hours. So, right. I mean, always something possibly in the future, maybe for me and, you know, future associates to come in, um, possibly, but I know, you know, that I enjoy weekends too much.
1: <laughs> well, you have
2: a family, you have a really a beautiful family, you know, you want to enjoy your time with them, you know? Right. Uh, absolutely yeah. you yeah. enjoy it. and like, you have a great city i mean your city is amazing the food is uh what do you call it the the printer printer's alley print is that right yeah you're right oh my gosh so i mean there's somebody in there with like a crossbiz gumbo that was delicious um Fantastic.
1: there's something going on all the time every day now oh. it's really cool
2: it is. It's a great city. It's, it's very vibrant. And the music is obviously unparalleled. I'm a huge country fan myself. Um, so I absolutely love it down there.
1: You got to tell us next time you come in town.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember being there last time and I was there for after the, sadly after the tornadoes, we volunteered for that. Um, it was, we were there for a, a TLC
1: thing. We did like a photo shoot down there
0: you guys did yes we
2: did it feels like forever ago
1: that is that is awesome though that you have three clinic you're uh, involved in the residency program you do a lot
2: we all do right we all we all level to you i mean like you guys are super active and like i you know it's incredible i send you guys people when uh they ask you know i talk to people on instagram they're like who should i see i'm like oh this is the perfect practice for you um so it is kind of cool like it's like you i've cultivated friendships because of social media which yeah you know there's definitely some negatives to social media but this is in my mind a positive you create relationships with people that you know if people are traveling your post-ops are traveling and that they have a problem and they're in Nashville I'm like oh I have the perfect people for you to see you know and it's like you created a relationship that you necessarily wouldn't have
1: had otherwise absolutely absolutely well Sarah, I feel we feel, I feel like I know you. <laughs> I never met you. <laughs> you, guys can, well, if you guys can come up. If you guys can come
2: up. You guys come to New York. I will. Uh, I'll take you out. We'll show you the good places to eat. That's everything. Sounds good.
1: Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on to our podcast and talking to us. And uh, we will ho- we hope you come. On
0: again. And something we always do with Dr. Lanier and I, Sarah, is at the end, you're going to, a lot of people look up to you from not only a podiatry school standpoint or maybe a young medical school student. Do you have a mantra or a kind of quote that you live by day by day that you can kind of, a lot of our subscribers are young medical students and, and in college here at Vanderbilt and Meharry. And so, you know, what do you recommend or what do you live by day by day?
2: I mean, the easiest thing I can ever tell myself is uh, you can never take education away from you. So, like, the more education that's available to you, like the fellowship is offered to you, you know, like doing it in a, you know, an extended program, learning from somebody else, always say yes. You know, there's education can only provide you more opportunity, um, and like everyone says in surgery scrub. Everything I scrubbed, neuro cases, I scrubbed any case that I could get literally my hands in. Um, because you can learn something from everybody, it's true. I love education it. My is
0: words,
1: education is
0: key, absolutely. Everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Med Nation Podcast with your host, Dr. Farnan
1: and Dr. Lanier.
0: Well, we hope you enjoyed our conversation with Dr. Holler. If you want to hear more conversations like this, join us on our next episode. As always, you can head over to the Apple Podcasts and Spotify to hear more episodes like this. If you have any questions for, for Dr. Holler and us, check out the links in the description below, and feel free to email us and connect. That's all for this week's episode. See you guys next time, and thanks again, everybody. You well, but thank guys? you guys.
2: Thank you guys so much for your time. It was lovely. To, I feel like I, I've, I've met you for a long time. I've known you for a long time, and it's like it's nice to hear the voice. It's.
0: it's- <laughs>
2: The collaboration, I love it. But thank yeah. you so much for your time. I love talking about anything with the show and about podiatry, obviously. I think it's an incredible profession, and I appreciate you guys highlighting it so well. Thank, yes. thank you.